Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by The Brewer's Kettle. We are super excited to have these guys on as a sponsor. As you well know, if you listen to any of our previous podcasts, this is where we do most of our recordings live at The Brewer's Kettle. Uh, They have locations in High Point, Clemens, Kernersville, Lexington, and Wilmington. Five locations throughout this great state of North Carolina. Great owners, great staff. Not only do they carry the best beer, but they carry the best wine and cigars as well, too. So something for everyone. If you need some recommendations, swing on by. The owners and staff are knowledgeable, awesome people. It's where I shop when I am not out at different breweries across the state. They have always treated me right, and I know they'll treat you right as well, too. So thank you, Brewers Kettle, for sponsoring this episode, and uh, drink up. Cheers, y'all. Hey, everybody. Check, check, check. One, two, one, two. Good. All right, we recording. It's, a, it's an art form. It's a form of expression. Yep. Beer was never meant to be bougie. <laughs> Stop it. No. Take that, everybody. Yeah. Sometimes it's sour. Sometimes it's sweet. <laughs> All righty. Hey, everybody. We are back at it again. We are here at the Brewers Kettle Live in High Point, North Carolina. And I have a really good friend of mine. I haven't seen her in over a year. That's how great friends we are. We haven't seen each other in forever. Uh, but 2020 was a weird year. We're on to 2021. We're, uh, we're looking forward to uh, having a better year. I'm sure she is as well, too. Um, but, you know, I wanted to have this person on because we've had a lot of guys on this podcast. And I wanted to feature, you know, women who are out there just killing it every day as well, too. Um, they're a major part of the North Carolina beer scene. They're a major part of the beer scene in general. Um, so, yeah, so I wanted to have somebody on here who who I knew. Uh, she's the first person to reach out to. Kind of kind of shocked her. Uh, she, uh, she was not expecting uh, to be on the podcast. Um, she has admitted she's listened to two episodes, which is better than any other guest we've ever had on. So... She's already twice as better as every other person, so take that, everybody. Uh, so without further ado, I got my bud, my good buddy here, Christian Marion. So welcome, thank you so much. I know you're uh, not feeling 100%, but you're going to you're going to power through it for I'm us anyway. Power through. I appreciate you having me. I definitely was surprised. Uh, I'm honored to be the first uh, female guest, other than Janae, of course. I know Janae and Ben were on here, but. Yep. A soloist yes. here today. Hopefully, I do all the ladies some justice. I'm sure you will. I'm sure there's no doubt because, yeah, um, you know, I think that one of the first times that I met you uh, was at a tasting that I wasn't. It was like a beer and kind of food pairing at Goofy Foot. It was Goofy Foot. It was we Goofy were just Foot. Yeah, we were just talking about Goofy Foot here in High Point. Um, Melissa Bruno was there, uh, Jasmine from the uh, Brewers Guild was there, Josh was there when he was still with New Serum, and it was, a, I think it was New Serum, Mother Earth, and Wiseman, Scott McWhorter was there as well too, and uh, we, we did a big old, you know, beer tasting, paired the beer with the, with the kind of foods, and you know, kind of how that all works out, so uh, had a lot of fun with that, and I was like, wow, this, this girl, you know, knows what's going on, and you know, got to know you from there, and and here we are. I don't know, a year, year and a half, two years later, whatever it was. Oh wow, I was still with Deep River then. So yes. That was at least over a year ago. That's awesome. So, yeah. so speaking of that, so you are no longer with Deep River. Um, you were a sales rep for a couple years for them. I was with them for three years, uh, doing the triad. I had Mebin all the way out to Clemens. Actually, I expanded out to Clemens. I did a little bit of work in Hickory. 
Um, and actually, it had Hillsboro for a while. It was. It That's was a, a lot. Really big territory. I loved it. I love traveling around and having such a spread out territory and being able to plan my day where I wanted to be. Like, if I wanted to get out of Greensboro, like I'm gonna hit the road and I'm just gonna go as far west as my territory takes me. That's great. So was your so as far as that goes, was your main accounts just like bottle shops or was it bars? Was it you know what what, what who would you kind of hit out in that area? Because obviously there's there's some places in Hickory and like you said Hillsboro and places mm-hmm. like that. So was it was it mainly just bottle shops? There's a lot of independent places, bottle shops, independent small restaurants, um, Lowe's Foods, Beard Inns. I mean you know Lowe's Foods in Jamestown. That was one of my biggest accounts when I was at Deep River. That's think awesome. so, Carly Ward. Oh, Carly Ward. Carly Ward, She was yeah. killing it over there. She was. She's still killing it. She's still killing it. She kills everything she does. She's yeah, great. Yeah, she does. But, um, yeah, awesome. so uh, not so many chain restaurants, which is new for me being with Kathy, like dealing with mandates and chains and Miller Lite. It was definitely more smaller, more intimate, like talking to the owner and helping them build their menu. Um, I felt like I had a lot more, more say, more hands-on in helping them curate a selection which I always really enjoyed. Yeah, so it, it was more you, you got to know the person, build the relationship, establish the relationship, and then not only that, help them say, hey, look, this is this is what your customers are asking for. Hey, this is our product list, and this is what we have to basically look, to meet the needs of what your customers are looking for. Yeah. So it's a symbiotic relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, you help me, I help you, and everybody wins in the end, basically. Absolutely, That's yeah. awesome. That's great. So um, where did your love of beer come from? So this is really weird. Um, I was... I got pregnant at 20, okay. so I was actually pregnant on my 21st birthday. Ooh. For some reason, I, when I was pregnant, was craving chocolate milk stouts. Oh, wow. Like, craving them. But obviously, I could not, could not drink, drink them. them. <laughs> so, as soon as I was, like, cleared after I had him and was like, I'm ready to go out, ready to leave him for a couple hours, I went to Jake's Billiards. Oh, yeah. Yes. The Greensboro. Wall of Taps. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and Michael Marlowe. He has been there forever and ever and ever. And if you go to Jake's, you know him. You love him. He was patient enough to give me a million different samples of a million different things. It was my first time being in a place with, like, craft beer where I could legally drink. And the one beer that stuck with me, oddly enough, was uh, Blue Mountain's Dark Hollow. So, big barrel-aged stout right out the gate. Dang, girl. You can go big or go home. Yeah, and I'm still that gal. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) That is still my favorite style, always and forever. Probably because I I discovered that I love bourbon in general. Yeah. Yeah. um, But, yeah, once I got into that, uh, I got a job bartending not too long after that. And I met Jenny, who was the cafe rep back then. And I kind of saw what she did and how she sold in things, new things, fun things, would bring us samples, and we would just, I mean, talk about beer, and uh, seeing her in that position, because I hadn't seen many women in that position, I was just like, this is pretty badass, I think I want to get into this. That's awesome. So, um, it was a really, it was a pretty long journey, though, before I got there, and, you know, oddly enough, it's like six years later. And I actually moved into Jenny's position at Kathy whenever she moved into an HR position. Wow. So everything literally came full circle. Yeah. I literally moved right into her old position where I met her and like got into beer. That's awesome. So, so literally you go from being a 20 year old 
craving craft beer. Yeah, no, I really cannot explain it. <laughs> no, no, I mean, nobody should ever question the cravings of a woman. I mean, my wife was yeah. a vegetarian as long as I knew her. Yeah. And then we got pregnant with our first child, and I'll never forget the day. We were sitting on the couch, my buddy was over the house, and she looks over at both of us and she's like, I think I want a McDonald's double cheeseburger. And you've never seen two dudes run to the door as fast as they can, grab the car keys and get her in the car and get her a double cheeseburger. We're like, oh my God, she was going from this like vegetarian to now she wants to eat meat and she's been eating meat ever since and that was 16 years ago. Yeah. I mean, so like I said, I will never question and anybody who does, you're you're playing with your own life at that point. Mm -hmm. Do not question the cravings of a pregnant You can't even question it yourself. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, I don't know. You just gotta go with it. This is what he wants, so we're having it, so that's Mm -hmm. awesome. So you go from 20-year-old with cravings Mm -hmm. to then getting a job working at a bar Mm -hmm. and then meeting a cafe rep who basically you you guys started off because you're like, wow, you know, we don't see very many women in that position Mm -hmm. selling the beer and pushing the beer. And then you being a very smart bartender, Mm -hmm. talking to the rep to know what what the beers are, you know, because people are asking you. Yeah. The customers are coming up to the bar expecting you to know everything of the 40 plus taps or whatever that you have. You got to be able to rattle everything off. And well, what's this? And well, what's that? And what's this? That's one of the things, the hardest things that I found when I was working at a brewery was that, you know, people would always come up and they'd want to know, hey, well, what what is this? What is the beer, right? And then a lot of people got really lazy because they started printing out menus and the menus had the descriptions and people would just be like, here, or if I was working, somebody would be talking to another bartender and they'd look to me and be like, hey, Chris, what is X, Y, and Z? I'm like, man, you should be doing this stuff too. Yeah. So, you know, it, it was good for me because it, it forced me to learn and I'm very thankful for it. And I'm, it sounds like you kind of had the same idea and experience. Like, look, if I want to be the best I, I can be, mm-hmm. you know, and, and get the biggest tips possible. I mean, because let's be real, that's the only reason, the main reason why we work is to make money uh, so we can <laughs> no. pay bills. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> You know, you want to be able to present the best you you can to the to the end user. Yeah. And it sounds like... If you're sitting there telling your guests, I don't know, over and over again, and you're not engaging <laughs> exactly. and talking to them and... I don't know. Here's the menu. Yeah. You know? you're, you're, <laughs> Read this. You're losing money. Like, you're, you're leaving time. money off the table. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So, so that's awesome. So it, it's really cool. You know, that was my really long segue to say, hey, look, everything kind of came full circle for you. You know, and that was, what, you said six years? That's from... about six years ago. So there was a long journey. Obviously, a lot happened in that yeah. six years. So um, the place I was working... They shut down, and I already knew I wanted to get into the beer industry. I loved beer. I started drinking a lot more of it. Like, once again, drinking those big beers, like Duck Rabbit Anarchy, that 10-year oh, yeah. anniversary beer that came out. That was, like, my favorite my favorite beer that was out at that time. Oh, my goodness. So good. I really wish they would do it again, but it was yeah. like, you know, you only get one 10-year anniversary. That's right. Hey, Duck Rabbit, you're 15-year. Let's make it happen. 20-year, yeah. let's go. Bring, bring back the oldies. <laughs> Everybody loves I'm the begging. oldies. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, so I knew I wanted to do that, and I saw so Burger Warfare was opening. I found out they were owned by the same person that owns Pig Pounder. So I applied. I went in there. I told the GM, like, straight out, I want to move over to Pig Pounder. Like, if I get this job here, it's to learn more about craft beer, but eventually make my way Transfer. over to Pig Pounder. Yep. And that's what I did. I was a bartender at Burger Warfare for, like, a year, and then I moved over to Pig Pounder as a key holder. I uh, helped out in the tap room, learned to clean the lines. I actually started doing their delivery, so I was a delivery driver. Oh, wow. That, yeah, that was interesting because um, they did deliver a lot of half barrels and you would get the comments. So, so were you there before Khalif was the brewer? Yes. Okay, Sam gotcha. Rose was the brewer when I started um, and he actually left and went to Funky Buddha in Florida. So, and Genesis was 
uh, assistant brewer there, mm-hmm. and she is another totally badass woman in beer. Love her. She taught me so much. Yeah. She's the one who taught me how to clean the lines and how Which to... Which is huge, especially mm-hmm. with what you're doing right now. Yeah, yeah. And um, they would pull me back to do some other, like, little cellar work. I could not be trusted to do much. I was <laughs> trusted to do just enough. Just enough. I did learn some things. Um, learned from, from the best. But I was doing deliveries, and that that was the position where I really started getting the comments. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, girl, where's your help? Stuff like that. Mm. Like, really silly, but, I mean, it, it empowered me. I was yeah. like, I don't need any I help. Need no help. Like, I don't need no man. I don't need no man. Watch me drop this half barrel <laughs> yeah. and roll it into this account. That's right. Like, Watch your feet. Yeah, because here I come. <laughs> I'm coming like, through. Yeah, so, I mean, that was... That was a lot of work being a delivery person. Yes. Like I have mad respect for them. Really thankful that I got to be in that role for a little while. Um, and then from there, I got into a sales position with them, and I was in a sales position for not very long, actually, like six yeah. months. Did, um, did you hear the kind of the same comments in that role as well, too? Not as bad as yeah. the delivery role. Yeah, um, you're not dealing with the dock workers at that point. You know, the quote unquote dock workers yeah, at that point. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, sales. It's not as strenuous work. It would still, like, you still have to take deliveries every once in a while and do some, some manual labor, but it is a little bit more laid back and a little bit more of a squishy. That's not the right word. No, it's not, because it's not squishy and it's not cushy, yeah. because you still got to, you're, you're, you're still out there grinding, but you're grinding in a different way. Yeah, for sure. You know, so. it's, it's more of a, a mental game. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's a numbers thing, and like, man, I got to get out there, and okay, I didn't get this one, but I got to pull myself up by the bootstraps. You're more... In sales, you're more. You have to be more self-driven, self-focused. Because yeah. if something doesn't happen, you got to be like, okay. I got to, I got to brush it off and just plow ahead to the next one because the next one might say yes. Yeah, and you know, sales has taught me a lot about how to take rejection. Yes, like that's the it biggest is, thing. It, it, yeah, it is emotionally strenuous. Um, you know, when you go in places over and over again, and they mean no harm, and yeah. like they're just looking out for their business, and you're looking out for yours, and. I mean, if it doesn't work, it's not a good fit for whatever reason. You got to take it, brush it off, try something else. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like you know, delivery might have made me physically stronger, but being in sales, mentally, it hardened me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah mentally, uh, finding your limits, knowing what you can handle. Yep. Mentally, like when to just say like, enough's okay, enough. Yeah. yeah, and like walk away from an account or a relationship or yep. whatever. So, yeah. Um, that taught me a lot about that and allowed me to move into my position at Deep River. Gotcha. I had just enough experience doing all that other stuff at Pigfounder that I got my job at Deep River, which was actually recommended to me by one of my accounts that I was with at Pigfounder. Oh, wow. So, yeah. so Deep River, for everybody who doesn't know, they're down in Clayton, yes. North Carolina, mm-hmm. which is kind of sort of outside of the Raleigh-Durham area. About 20 to 30 minutes past Raleigh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... You you were living in the Triad, right? Because yes. you were at Jake's, you know, and everything like that. Yeah. How did how did you end up with a brewery in Clayton? Because Clayton's not the biggest of towns either, no. you know. I mean, in Deep River, you know, they're they're a great brewery, but it's not one of like one of the major ones that you're like, oh yeah, I think North Carolina beer, I think Deep River Brewing Company. You yeah. Know? So it it just kind of found me. They had a self distro rep out here. Um, they were in between having an actual Triad rep. Their Raleigh rep was making trips down and. One of my bottle shops on the outskirts of Greensboro in Whitsett. Yep. Ferguson's Bottle Shop. Yeah. Shout um, out. Yeah. I know I've been doing a lot of name jobs. No, it's great. That's the whole point. Um, so he told me, you know, that they were hiring you. Like, it's a bigger brewery. It might be a better position for you. You're mm-hmm. good at what you do. You should apply. And so I did. And I heard back pretty 
pretty quickly, and that all got moving pretty quickly. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so from there, you you spend basically three years with them, kind of mm-hmm. working that that territory that you're saying in the triad area and everything like that. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite beer that they've made? Oh, collaboration without representation. Obviously, I told you, barrel aged stout gal. Yeah. Um, also, drag the river. That barley wine. They don't do it very often. They don't. So, but I still have a couple that I'm holding on to. Nice. I, that is actually. I think the barley wine that got me like, oh, wait a minute. I like barley I wines. I do like barley Now wine. I understand why they say barley wine is life. Yeah, <laughs> love them. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, I don't know why I always had it in my head. I was like, oh, barley wine. Barley wine, wine. yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. I don't know if it was, like, the stigma oh, that they yeah, have. The name is a little weird, too, because you're like, wait a minute, is it a wine? Yeah. It's like, you know, when I moved from, you know, from Connecticut down to North Carolina, everyone's like, oh, cheer wine. I'm like... What? what? Is it a wine? What is it? See, cheer wine is life. Cheer wine is life. You know, or been here now Carolinian. 15 and a half years or whatever. <laughs> I mean, cheer wine is great. Uh, New Sarah made a cheer wine lager. I know we're going way off on a tangent, but I'm going to chase this <laughs> rabbit down the hole because, you know, that's who I am. Um, they sold out within, like, hours. I mean, they had a line wrapped around the building for this thing because... Basically, Cheerwine gave them some of their syrup, which is like highly like, hey, we don't give this out to anybody because yeah. they were, sauce. yeah, because they were they were gonna pour for the the Cheerwine festival in Salisbury. Mm-hmm. That's where Cheerwine is based. That was Salisbury. Twenty twenty happened. Obviously, the festival didn't happen, so they still made the beer, canned it up, you know, in crawlers, and then they sold out. I mean, immediately. I mean, like nuts. So people went bonkers over it. So so they got another oh. batch of it. Okay. And then they canned it. 12 ounce cans and that thing went nuts so I wasn't able to get either one of those um, actually I lied Andy the owner of Brewer sent me a crowler of it it was great and then, I, then I was hooked and I'm like I'm gonna make my own damn cheer wine lager so I grabbed a, <laughs> yeah. you know a big old uh, lager from um, I think it was Day of Absolution or something like that from Four Saints in Ashboro uh-huh. and then some cheer wine and I mixed it and made my own cheer wine lager and posted about it and now cheer wine follows me and now my own mind my hero so clout yeah I'm, I'm, a, yeah, I'm officially <laughs> a North Carolinian now so you know, that, take that. <laughs> that beer gave me, as a campy rep, such a headache. Because, you know, we carry new serum in the triad. Oh, okay. But we didn't get any of that. Yeah, that was so, tough. It was a hard get. My phone is blowing up. All these bottle shops, bars. I think like, I may have I even need... texted you at some point, so I apologize if I No, did. oh, no, it was fine because <laughs> you were just a name and a sea of names. Well, thanks so a lot. <laughs> I'm so glad I stuck out to you. <laughs> of course. you Whatever, we're do. done here. <laughs> All right, well, this has been fun. Yeah, it's been um, great. Well, I'll see you guys later. Beers are on yeah. you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put it on the Caffey account. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Tyler. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that that beer, I mean, he. I saw the Facebook side of things. Because the Facebook side of things, it'll show you likes, comments, and shares. Mm-hmm. And that thing went absolutely nuts. I can only imagine what their reach was, you know, seeing the analytics behind it. But, yeah. Yeah. So, Cheerwine gets more followers than any brewery, I would say. So yeah. <laughs> that definitely oh, no doubt. elevated some uh, some name recognition for them. But yeah, I did. I did thankfully get one can from our good buddy Matt, who's yes. now the triad rep for them. So awesome. Good looks there. Yeah. And now I completely forgot what we were talking about. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, we were talking about the beer, your favorite beers that were made uh, by Deep River. Oh, barley wines. The barley wines and the how they're like. Barley wines, life all the. And everything yes. like that. Um, one of my favorite ones that I had from from Deep River was a uh, was a Scottish ale, Scotch ale, no Scottish ale. It's a barrel aged Scottish ale. Mm-hmm. 
in uh, I totally forget the name of it, but I think it was just bourbon barrel aged Scotch ale. I think the that's part of what it was. The wee heavy, yes, wee heavy. yes. That that one was it. really good. Yeah, at I, least we sold their beer that. for three years. But you, yes. you're in a different mindset now because you're not there yeah. anymore. But oh. we're reminiscing at this point. So yeah, so your memory's better than mine. It was the wee heavy? Mm-hmm. It was a great beer. Um, Still have one of those too. Those, are, I mean, and yeah. the barrel aged. So that's the beauty about barrel aged beers. A lot of people don't realize you can age them. Yeah. For for quite a long time, and the, and the the. I personally think that the tastes get better because everything kind of mellows out yeah. and gives them more time to kind of, I don't know, blend together with all the other adjuncts or whatever that are in there, and it just... Back to the wine, like a fine wine. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we, we, we know, you know, where your little beer came from. We know how you got into the industry. Basically started off as a bartender and worked your way up. So so now you're with Caffey. We've talked about Caffey a bunch. Right? Yes. For, for people who don't know, who, what, what is Caffey? Caffey is a distribution company out of Greensboro. Uh, we carry some of the bigger names, like we carry all the Miller Coors stuff, uh, Sweetwater Brewing, Terrapin, and then we have some of the, sm- the smaller, like we have Foothills. Not small. Love that we have Foothills. Yeah, yeah not small, but they're our good middle of the road, big craft brand in the state. Um, and then, like I said, we have New Serum and Birdsong. Love Birdsong. Oh, oh, yeah, I love Birdsong. I didn't yeah. realize you guys carried Birdsong. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, so really large variety, which was what I kind of wanted going into it. I wanted a challenge. I wanted to see if I could work with a big portfolio like that. Yep. Um, you know, I knew I could sell the same seven craft beers over and over again, but could I go in somewhere and work with a portfolio that big? And, you know, I was ready for a challenge, and it yeah. has been, but it's, it's great. I feel like I've really grown with them. So. so so talk to me a little about your transition from Deep River to Caffey. You know, was it, hey, kind of the same way where I was like, hey, I was working for somebody, then somebody else said, mentioned, hey, you should try this out. Um, is that kind of how the transition happened? Did you find out about Caffey? Were you just happened? Hey, I just happened to be looking online and saw that they were hiring and thought, hey, I want a challenge for myself, and that's kind of how the transition happened. Or so I have been wanting, like you know, I love being with Deep River. I love them. Paul and Lynn are amazing people. They were great bosses. Yep. But after being three years with a company where you're self-distro, working the same territory, it gets you know a little repetitive, mm-hmm. and you don't feel challenged anymore. And you know, I want. I wanted to grow, so I kind of started reaching out to bigger breweries yep. and uh, like national breweries, bigger, bigger, yeah. by, bigger. I mean, a lot bigger. Yeah. Um, and I put out some feelers and some applications, and I did some interviews, but ultimately, I just kept getting the response back, like, you know, you're great, but you don't have any distribution, wholesale experience. Interesting. Yeah. So that was that was the thing. That was a big thing. And I was like, well, okay. So I turned on my Indeed notifications yep. to keep an eye. <laughs> Look for these jobs. Yeah, to keep an eye out. And I was like, if that's what I need to do to make it to the next step, then that, that is the next step. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I got the notification. They were looking for an on-premise sales rep, which, I mean, they hardly ever come available. Caffey has five on-premise reps. Oh, wow. Yeah, and they've all been there for a pretty long time. I'm the newest. Um, technically, me and Tyler both started in the sales department around the same time, and we've been there a little over a year now. So it's not, there's not a lot of turnover. Yeah, um, which says a lot about the company. Yeah. Because if you can hold on to employees and there's not a lot of turnover, it means they're doing something right there. Yeah. And Caffey, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, they're, they're family-run company? They are, yes. Caffey uh, is the family name. That's great. So, mm-hmm. And it's, you know, um, him and his kids, they all run it together. There's uh, CPB, Carolina Premium, yep. in Charlotte, which is same, it's like our sister company. Okay. So, Actually, I was driving for work the other day, and I drove by Carolina Premium mm-hmm. Beverage, and I was like, 
Yeah, it kind of looks like the Kathy logo. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of the sort of the same thing. thing. Yeah. So all right, that makes a lot more sense. All right, perfect. So yeah, they're the same same company, different brands. Slightly. Um, you know, Charlotte's way different than Greensboro. Oh, big time. It's big time. Yeah, I mean, I tell people all the time, like Charlotte's quickly becoming a new Asheville. You know, with just the amount of breweries that are blowing up and the brands that are there and the brand you know, what the heck? I don't know. I'm spacing on the word anyway. I wish I could help. Brand recognition, I guess. Yeah. You know, is the word I'm looking for, whatever. But yeah, so Charlotte. You know, is definitely exploding, and you know a lot of a lot of bigger breweries are starting to put tap rooms and second locations in there and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, so I can only imagine you know Carolina Premium Beverage in that area and all the other oh, yeah. places get out there to distribute for stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. oh, so yeah. that's they, great. They carry truly and white cloth. That oh, tells you anything. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they do actually. No, I, I hope know. they do. Oh god. I'm only kidding. No, don't ask your rep for any. Sam Adams or not? Yeah, don't ask your rep. We don't know for sure. Oh, we no. cannot confirm or deny. That's so. not my territory. Yeah, yeah. So it's not my. So go bother their reps. Don't, 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 yeah. don't act Christian. You know, <laughs> no. whatever. So. Um. All right, back it up. Where were we? Yeah, we were talking we were about. Uh, Train of thought just keeps on. No, no, this is great. I love chasing these rabbits because, and the fact that you chase them with me is even better. Yeah, I told uh, you. My friend was like, "Don't rant." Like, no, we want you to rant. We want you to go off. We want to hear all the dirt about your job. I'm just kidding. Uh, we don't want to get you fired because of this. Um, Your muffs, Kathy. I'm yeah. Just All right. This is the time you turn the podcast off. Uh, so yeah. So basically, you know, you go from from there. You're you, you're challenging yourself. So you're on premise sales. So does that mean that you're just kind of at the building, take you know, with a headset on, answering phone calls and selling that way, or are you actually getting out in the field, kind of like how you were being a sales rep? And, and visiting accounts. Yes, we are still visiting accounts. I'm hardly ever at the office. I go once or twice a week in the morning to like pick up swag or glassware, coasters, all that stuff. Yep. Um, but no, we, we do have somebody who is a desk tails salesperson. Okay. Desk tails. Yes. Desk tails. <laughs> desk. They work the sales desk. Think of that Chippendale yes. show. Yes. Uh, they're, they're Chippendales. <laughs> they're there. You know, Monday through Friday. Just Tailspin. tip them really well. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, yes, we do have that um, position, but no, on-premise reps just means we call mostly, primarily on on on-premise accounts, so accounts that have bars where you sit and drink, just like this one. Um, It's not um, strictly on-premise accounts, it's just mainly on-premise accounts, so I still have a few grocery stores, I have like Fresh Market, Sprouts. Really random. You have like Best Way and stuff like that? One of our other on premise reps has Best Way and UGS, Firehouse, I don't know what they're called now. Okay. Um, So we do have some of those accounts, but we are primarily on premise where you sit and drink. So you can imagine. That sounds like an awful job. Oh, I love it, but you can imagine the hit that we took in 2020. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, big time. So so speaking of that, how how did that work? I mean, you you weren't able to get out and visit accounts face to face, and and I'm sure a lot of these accounts. Yeah, accounts I mean, were closed. Yeah. You know, their sales were down because people were, you know, you know, staying at home mm-hmm. and not being able to go out. And then, you know, stuff coming out where it's like you can't open. Yeah. You know, and then and then you know, all of a sudden you get the the, the green light to open, but then it's super restrictive. So, yeah. you know, kind of kind of kind of walk us through that as well too, because we I know it's tough. Yeah, it has been tough. We've definitely had to be flexible. Cafe has been very flexible. They have like completely. Um, change the structure of on-premise for the time being to accommodate us a little better so they haven't let us take a hit they didn't lay anybody off i really appreciate them for that it is huge i mean everyone kind of is horrible as it makes me feel to say everyone was like you know you left 
a smaller brewery at a good time because yeah. I, you know, a lot of small brewery reps, unfortunately, were laid off through all of this. And we weren't, I mean, I did become a grocery merchandiser for a minute. Yeah. Um, but cross training, you know, yeah. stay positive. It's yeah. Cross training. Well, yeah, it's just one other thing to add to your repertoire of, hey, mm-hmm. I know how to do this. Yeah. I was like, I felt like I was working out at a gym for eight hours a day doing yeah. that. It go. was a lot of lifting. Yeah. It was, um, so that, that was great. But I remember when we got the call that everything had to shut down. I mean, it was on freaking St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. We were all gearing up. Everyone's our, getting ready to roll. Yeah. yeah at that point. We had our green Miller Lite and our Guinness in the market, like, yeah. ready to go. I remember I was sitting in the parking lot of my Hooters in Burlington. And they were like, all right, well. Sorry. Yeah. Like, show's over, I guess. Everybody like, bring it out. in. What, what do you mean? No. Yeah. We were like, <laughs> what do we do? Do we keep going to our accounts? We had to call the trucks and be like, don't deliver these deliveries because they can't. Jeez. So all the trucks had to go back and take the beer back and had to be loaded back into the warehouse. Um, and that's crazy. And then, you know, so when something like that, I mean, you may not be able to divulge this kind of information, but, you know, from a layperson's point of view, mine specifically, because I don't really know how, I have an idea of how distribution works, mm-hmm. but I don't know the ins and outs because obviously I've never worked in it. Um, so with something like that where you say, okay, hey, drivers, come back, bring all the product back. So does the product then go back to the breweries? I mean, how does that work? Do you guys buy from the breweries? And once you buy from the breweries, then it's yours. And then you guys I mean, eat it if it's like, hey, man, this beer is now a year old because we weren't able to deliver. What do we do with it? That was a whole different thing. And I don't know all the ins and outs okay. of that. Um, I definitely know we had to work out with some breweries what we were going to do with all this product that we couldn't yeah. move because they couldn't move product. Of course. I mean, yeah, everybody was stuck all of a sudden yeah, in that same boat. Stopped producing. I mean, yeah. we know that a lot of breweries started making hand sanitizer. Yeah. Like, we're not making beer. Let's make hand sanitizer. Yep. That's what the people need. Um, so, I mean, yeah, we had to work something out there. A lot of beer was lost. I mean, a lot of beers yeah. had to go down the drain. I remember Sugar Creek put out a huge thing about theirs as well, too, because they had, you know, down in Charlotte, they had massive amounts of kegs. And they're like, we, we got to do something with these kegs. They had a huge keg sale. And we're like, look, if you either mm-hmm. buy this beer from us or we have to dump it all. Because a lot of people did. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, you know, there's people out there with kegerators and yeah. everybody's drinking at home anyway. Which is great. So yeah, like, you might as well. Keg. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll take, take that. So, I mean, yeah, I'm glad that that worked out for some of the smaller yeah. breweries that, you know, they didn't get stuck sitting on a bunch of beer and sales were halted and it was crazy. But, and then everything closed at five. So that day they like, we went to, um, we still went to a St. Patrick's Day, one last St. Patrick's Day celebration. One last hurrah. <laughs> one last hurrah. And now that was almost a year ago. I know. It's crazy to think that was almost a year ago. Uh-huh. And we're, it's just like, geez. But thankfully, you know, places have opened back up. Yes. I'm sure you can still walk into accounts now. You just got to have a mask on, I'm sure, yeah, and stuff like that. So. Price, price to pay. Yeah. Um, and we can sit here and do this. And, and we can sit here and, and do a podcast and, you know, drink in the brewer's kettle. It's it's great. Yeah. Um, so, Hashtag blessed. Yes. So I know we had kind of touched on really quick about, you know, you said, you know, you're pregnant, you have a son, and stuff like that. So I don't want to kind of harp on that part of things, but mm-hmm. I also want to kind of you know, ask, you know, how, how it's, I know it's tough. I have four kids of my own, yeah. you know, so, you know, that we, I we, imagine. yeah, we had a, a daughter after 11 years, you know, without having kids, yeah. uh, you know, this past May, which we're coming up on a year, which thank you, which is insane as well too. Cause I'm like, my wife and I were sitting there talking about the other day cause she wants to go all out because she didn't get to have a baby shower. Oh, she didn't really yeah. get to, you know, celebrate with her friends and stuff like that because it was right, you know, it was May when she was born. So it was kind of right in the height, you know, being, mm-hmm. You know, March, April, trying to throw a baby shower, and everyone's like, nah, we're it's shutting everything down. It's our first and only girl. It's our first and yeah. only in last, thank, hopefully, girl. Uh, yeah, knock on every type <laughs> of wood around here. Um, but yeah, so she's like, man, we're going to blow it out for the first year. You know, for her first party, we're going to go crazy. We're going to do it. 
So hopefully things are somewhat safer where you can do that and everything like that. But all that to say, I know how crazy, you know, me working and then having four kids and dealing with all that. Obviously, you working full time mm-hmm. and having a son. You know, kind of, how do you kind of sort of balance that that life work ratio? If that makes sense. I mean, like I was telling you earlier, it's two yeah. things I love. So I mean, you just do it to to make it work. I'm really thankful that his dad is local to Greensboro and his dad's parents are local to Greensboro. That's so right. they're able to help a lot. Um, and it's actually been really easy and effortless. I mean. Call him up. Hey, I got an event tonight. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then before we were on a, a set schedule, so he was with his dad like every Thursday, grandparents every other weekend, whatever. And um, so that's kind of, I could make my work schedule work around the schedule I already had with him. Yeah, that's huge though. Mm-hmm. That's great. I mean, that's, that's awesome that you you, yeah. you you have the opportunity for that because a lot of a lot of people don't maybe have that opportunity. So, no. I mean, that's great. So, I mean, I know that's one of the, you know, bigger things of, you know, being a woman in even just the workforce in general mm-hmm. is that, hey, you know, I want to start a family. Yeah. You know, do, do I derail my entire life and my goals and everything like that because I want to have a family? And it sounds like, you know, you, you didn't have to do that. You were able to still push ahead and do what you love and mm-hmm. be out here hitting the streets every day. So I think that's a testament to, you know, how strong of a person you are and how awesome well, a person you. you are. Yeah, no, because I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, that's, I don't think that's something, I think it's something that a lot of people kind of glaze over mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, well, she's a mom and, you know, whatever, your mom just do it, you know, but there is a lot of, there's a lot of tears, there's a lot of heartache, there's a lot of sacrifice, there's a lot of, you know, mental toughness. Yeah. as well too I mean because there's a lot of stuff it's like oh man I'm leaving my kid am I being a bad mom you know I mean I feel that way you know sometimes too my wife you know struggled with that going back to work after having yeah. you know our, our fourth child but so I just want to say that you know personally you know as somebody who's been there four times over you know you're killing it you're, you're doing it you're doing what you love and you know you're raising an awesome son and I'm sure he wouldn't want it any other way as well too so so kudos to you and kudos to all the other moms out there who are killing it so I just wanted to kind of quickly touch on that and you know and highlight that because yeah. that's the point of this podcast and hopefully many more down the line is that you know I really want to feature like the badass women you know in the beer industry because you guys are out there every single day killing it just as hard as the guys are so you're welcome I appreciate it absolutely so thank you I mean like I said I I think it goes you know it's a thankless job being a parent and being a mom especially it really is Um, so you know I want to be one of the first people on a podcast to say (laughs) thank you and thank you to all the moms out there wouldn't have beer without mamas that is true someone's gonna have those brewers that's true that is very true that is true Um, I think I am I do I think have a different situation sort of where I became a mom and started my journey almost at the exact same time. Mm. So I've been able to mold both things around each other because they started at the same time. I mean, I don't know where I would be if I was mom, like maybe a stay-at-home mom or something, and then I had to figure out, like, okay, now how am I going to do this? That would have probably been a lot harder and a lot different. Um, So thankfully, I mean, they started at the same time. Milo knows that his mom sells beer. It's what I do. He, I'm sure all his teachers know too. Drop yeah. him off at school every day, wearing my PBR and my Miller Lite and all the things. Hey, so. you know what? I'm sure you're the you're the most. What's the word? No, not the most. I'm sure you're the favorite parent during Christmas time because they know Milo's gonna be bringing the teacher in some beer, some alcohol, or something. Uh. <laughs> you know, that's what that's what we buy all our I teachers. Tried that one yet? Look, you need to because oh, that's, yeah? we, we that's what we buy all our kids. You know, teachers are like here's a bottle of wine because I know you've had to deal with my kid all school year. Oh, you know, yeah. or here's some beer because right. I know you had to deal with my kid all school year. Take a note. And they're like, oh my god, this is the best. So I'm sure they look forward okay. to it because. 
especially now with all the teachers, you know, being at home and zooming and everything like that, I'm sure they're. Yeah. They're, oh yeah, they're, they're going off yeah. camera, taking us. <laughs> taking us in, like, oh back. god, I gotta deal with this kid <laughs> yeah. in person. Now I gotta deal with where him virtually. Were we? Yeah. yeah. So where were we? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So there I'll you go, have to teachers. Try that next year. You know, yeah. I'm sure they wouldn't. They wouldn't say no. Yeah. You know, I mean, who would who would say no to that? Oh, free wine or free beer? Oh no, I'm good, thanks. It's like no, absolutely. Yeah. I always play it off as a joke. I'm like, here, I'm sure you need this after dealing with my kid. Yeah. You know, for all school year, and, and they, they, they laugh, and then do. they probably go into the bathroom at lunch, and <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. oh, you need that. But anyway, I'm I sure no teachers do that. Teachers are wholesome. They're angels. Yes, no, they do nothing wrong. Yes, at all. Ever. So, all right, question for you. Yeah, what's up? You have the night out. Okay. No kids. Money's not an issue. What? You can go anywhere and everywhere you want. Okay. What's Christian Marion doing? Uh, going to a show. I miss them so much. Concert. Yeah. That was always my thing. Concerts. Uh, are you been... going to NSYNC? I mean, where, what are you going to? Are you boy band in <laughs> it? Or are you going heavy metal? I mean, what are we doing here? Country? No, I, you know, no. None, none of that. <laughs> She's like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> none of that. Um, more like, I have probably been to about five of Montreal shows. That is one of my favorite bands to see live. I actually saw them when I was pregnant with Milo. That's awesome. They are very theatrical. So any band that actually puts on a show. A real like true show. Theatrics. Like, they throw feathers over your head and balloons. And they crowd surf. I That's mean, they awesome. come out wearing crazy costumes. Last one, I think they were wearing big cat heads. I mean, <laughs> they're crazy to see live. Where did you see them last? Uh, last was at the Blind Tiger. Oh, wow. Actually, okay. yeah. So I live right behind the Blind Tiger. I'm really lucky as far as that goes because, mm. yes, I, I love going to shows. I was supposed to go to Riot Fest in 2020. The Strokes, Smashing Pumpkins, yep. Joan Jett. So many people were going to be there. I was so excited. And then... Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, so <laughs> that is probably what I'm jonesing for the most is yeah. some live music right now. Going back to concerts, being around the crowd, feeling the energy yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing quite like live music, man. I love yeah. it. And then it's like a family thing, too. Me yeah. and my mom and my sister go to a lot of oh, um, awesome. festivals together. Yeah. yeah, we went to Austin City Limits in October of 2019, so that nice. was the last big thing that I really did. As far as that goes, it was amazing. Oh, so much fun. I have tickets to go... Um, to a festival. Wait, it was Shaky Knees that I was going to go to in 2020. So I have tickets to go to Riot Fest in September of 2021, but I just don't know. Yeah, it's like, like please, please. That's really wishful to end at this yeah. point, but, um, and that's in Chicago. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So you'd have to fly. Are you going to drive or fly? Uh, usually we drive. Okay. But I will say, last time we drove to Austin, Texas, uh, me and my mom almost killed each other. Yeah, that's a long so, drive. It's a long drive. Yeah, to yes. be in a car that long with parental figure yes. <laughs> it yeah and my sister couldn't drive yet so it was like me and her switching off driving yeah. like eight hour shifts and it was just Oof. like ugh. that's rough yeah yeah but um yeah that's usually what we do awesome I, yeah it's fun so so have you does or not have you but does Kathy do anything with that type of stuff with like live shows and setting up and at different venues and stuff like that or uh, you know not outside because Kathy is um Conducive? Is that the right word? To the triad. Gotcha. So, I mean, they do supply the beer. or like Foothills, rather. Um, but Kathy, Kathy sets up. They, they technically sell the beer in. Um, whenever there's the, what's it called? National Folk Fest. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, which I also miss that, like, yeah. so much. That's so fun. That's something I can take Milo to do, and yeah. we would spend the whole day there, and he'd be worn out. He'd go to bed early. It'd be great. Yeah. Um, definitely miss that. So, Kathy is involved in something that's local gotcha. like that. And you get um, to go to those events, obviously, because of, you know, hey, I'm here working and, you know, working and, you know, quotation marks and enjoying the show and stuff like that. Yeah, I honestly, after I started with Kathy, it wasn't but, like, five months to where everything got shut everything down. Got shut down. So I haven't got to yeah. be on that side yet. I haven't really got to do a lot of events with Kathy yet. Gotcha. Um, do you usually pour at festivals? Would you normally pour at festivals for them? Like, just a no, beer festival? usually the breweries do. So, okay. like, they go set up and help set up. And then, Which is fantastic. Because a lot of times... Yeah. You know, one one of the things that I was thinking when I was going to beer festivals and stuff, like that, I always look at the list and like, all right, who's there? Yeah. Who's coming? Mm-hmm. But, oh man, this brewery's gonna be there, and then I get my tiny little you know beer nerd heartbroken when I walk up to that thing and it's a rep pouring, you know, or it's a distributor pouring, and I'm like, ah, oh, but I wanted to nerd out and talk to the people at the brewery and yeah. you know maybe meet the brewer or somebody who works there and you know talk shop and you know have my five seconds to geek out and get to know the people and you know network and stuff like that so that's cool that you a lot of the times for you know when you guys do stuff that you actually have the brewers or the breweries themselves there for yeah it's usually the reps or you know um that is one thing i miss i mean i guess i don't know if i miss it because i miss being with a brewery or if i miss it just like pre-covid people yeah. yeah but i miss Festivals, which I never thought I would say in a million yeah. years. <laughs> They're a lot of work. It is like they're fun to go to, so but they are so much freaking work. So much work, and there is just chaos yes. everywhere. Yes. Like, golly, summertime Bruce Fest last year, there was like a fight outside. Oh, yeah. This girl in front of our table slipped in some vomit. Oh god. Like, I mean, just. But you're just sitting back, like yeah, he's like, hell, hey, just summertime Bruce Fest. Watching it all unfold. <laughs> Have fun. <and laughs> yeah. It's like, all right. Is having a good time, I guess. So, uh, well, no, nobody seems to, to be worried about this. Yeah. So I'm gonna keep pouring. What would you like, sir? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Just, Next, yeah, don't great. mind her. Just kind of, yeah. yeah. Like it's great just to just not walk be part around of the her. Drama. Yeah. yeah okay. And uh, I miss doing, I miss doing tap takeovers yeah. and like going and actually talking to actual customers and my accounts because now I mean you know I talk to my accounts right but you don't get to talk to the the end user the consumer yeah the the guy that's sitting at the bar who's drinking our beer who loves it who's just you know yeah got his heart in it I miss that a lot sometimes so that's big I mean because I'm the same way I'm just like man there's there's nothing better than being like oh man there's a tap takeover for so and such brewery I'm like cool I can go there I can talk to the people we get a sticker or something like that you know I mean you do you miss that because then you can for me, you know, I like to, you know, consume not only the, the, the alcohol part of it, but consume the information part of it as well, too, mm-hmm. especially for what I do in the platform that I have. I want to try to get as much information out to the masses as possible, and I only get that through interaction with people, right? Because I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of every single thing. I would love to, mm-hmm. but it only comes through interacting with people and talking and, you know, maybe bothering the shit out of the, out of the rep, you know, being <laughs> like, hey, so what's that? Like, dude, I'm trying to pour beer. Go away from me. You know, you're ruining my style here. I don't, I don't be like that. I'm just kidding. But, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, you really miss that aspect of things, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not happening anymore. Yeah. So. I mean, it's the heart of it all. Yeah. Like, it's sharing the joy of it, like, enjoying it together, celebrating it all together. Like, that. that's why we got in this, right? That's why yeah. pretty much everybody in beer gets into it is to share those moments. And it's, it's really hard to be in it right now and not get to be a part of that. Yeah. Like and the thing that brought you in it reap, in the reap first the place. the benefits of what you, of what yeah. you want. Yeah. So what we all want is just to get back to 
having sort fun of together. Normalcy. Yeah. Yeah, just having fun together. Enjoying each other yeah, together. This you is know? like the closest I've come, like, you know, yeah. to well, sitting down and having some beers together, enjoying it, talking beer, other than, you know, I go out with some of the cafe reps or my brewery reps and we'll have a beer and we'll talk. But, you know, yeah. unfortunately right now it's a lot of just like, all right. Yeah. How can we proceed this week? How can we get some sales? What do we need to do? It turns Who's into a business hurting? meeting. It does turn into a business meeting, and it, it, it's, you know, it's a little bit of a bummer. It's yeah. a little bit of a bummer It takes right the fun now. out of it. Well, it, not it the business it, part, well, but it makes just it work. The, it makes it work. That yeah. everybody is hurting is yeah. what makes it hurt. It's not yeah. the business part. I mean, it's what we do. This is our job. It's business. Yeah. That's fine. It's seeing all of your accounts hurting and seeing all the breweries hurting. You know, that's what, Yeah. you know ready for everybody to just get back get strong again yeah yeah come start, back start flowing you know because you know, like you said it, you look at a business you think oh that business went out of may have gone under but it's like but well, that's a that's a household that's a family that yeah. went under. that's not just a business that went out of business that's that's somebody's livelihood mm-hmm. you know there's a there's a lot more to it than oh that restaurant closed or hey that bar closed absolutely okay well darn i guess i'll you know i, I missed their you know fried pickles and it's like, well, literally, I mean, there's somebody who can potentially be losing their house yeah. and their whole income and their livelihood and their, you know, what they're going through, you know, beyond what you just see kind of on the surface. Absolutely. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm with you on that. I mean, I, yeah. I, I wanted to see things get back to how it was and, you know, not only for the camaraderie thing, part of things, but just, you know, to get back to seeing people enjoying themselves again. You know, I think that's, that's a big thing that a lot of people are missing and, you know, it's, it's a hard thing that everybody's, you know, has gone through and is still currently going through, but... You know, hoping yeah. at some point to see a light at the end of the tunnel and kind of go from there. So. Can't wait to party with everyone again. Yeah, for real. Just party. Yes, that's it. That's all we all <laughs> want to do is just do. party. Yeah. Party at a show, so party at a brewery, party at a party. bottle shop. It's yeah. all about having a party. Yeah. All right, so I know it's kind of down and everyone's getting all depressed now being like, oh Sorry, my God. Sorry, that's probably my dude. <laughs> no, no, it's definitely mine too because I, I followed you down that rabbit hole. So, um, so let's see here. So what excites you the most about the industry right now is there anything that excites you the most about the industry right now the industry right now i mean what excites me is seeing people still putting out new beers putting out new beers again like we're trying a couple of new new things right now yes we are so i mean it's really good it's great to to see people being able to create again yeah yeah so I mean that's what excites me about it always. It's it's a it's an art form. It's a form of expression. Yep. So that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I guess that's it. So let's say I'm a an out of state brewery. Okay. Right. And I want to get I want to break into North Carolina. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> okay. I was gonna say. So how would one go about approaching a cafe to uh, say hey, you know I mean is it is it right now where it's like hey a lot of not just cafe but a lot of other Distributors are kind of saying, "Hey, our books are closed. We're not taking any more quote unquote new accounts on right now." Or no, no, it's definitely not that. Um, I just know North Carolina is so saturated. I know a lot of breweries try to break into it and quickly realize, like, you know, the North Carolina breweries pretty much have it the covered. The market's you know pretty taken care yeah, of pretty it's, well. It's really saturated here, and everybody is all about supporting local. I mean, we want to see our. You know, our love and money flow through all yep. the people that we know, our neighbors. And, yeah. you know, we want to stay strong as a state, not saying that we're like, no, we don't want anybody else's beer. It's just really hard, yeah. I know, for um, some breweries to break into a scene that's this tightly knit with each other and they're yep. strong already and there's so much loyalty. We're drinking North Carolina beers right now. Yeah, can't say who, though. Yeah, no, we're, we're not going to say who. Um, 
definitely not the same. Um, uh, PSA, the, the wrong distributor <laughs> is carrying these beers, so we can't say who. Stop. But the beers themselves are fantastic. They are. They're great. I said it. You yeah, didn't. Well, I agree. <laughs> That's fine. Um, but no, we, we have brand managers, I guess. I, but I am no expert when it comes to all of that. You know, I have my lane. Mm-hmm. I take what they what they bring in, and I, you know, I sell it. I, you spread the love. Spread the love. Spread the love. Yeah. Awesome. Where did you grow up? Southern Pines. Really? Yeah. Which is funny because you just did. I just we just had Jamie. Jamie on there, so yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. That's awesome. That's where I'm from. So are you golfer at all? Nope. Nope. That She's like hell no. That's what everybody asks. There's nothing to do but golf there. Yes. It is a terrible place to grow up. Really? Didn't even, yes. Beautiful place. Loads of money. You see it everywhere. Gorgeous. Yeah. Whatever. Nothing to do. We were at the movies, like, every single weekend, Friday and Saturday. Sometimes we wouldn't even go in the movie. We just needed somewhere just to go. hang out yeah. outside the movie. They took the benches away from the movie theater. Oh, they're like, no there loitering. So These teenagers. damn kids. They're like, well, give us something to do, why don't you? So, go work at the chicken plant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For real. So, I mean, yeah, it was beautiful, and I'm really thankful that I could grow up in a place so beautiful. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there Just was nothing to, nothing to do. We were all troublemakers. I was gonna say you must have gotten in a lot of trouble. Oh man, then. I did. I was a partier. I mean, I'm still a partier. You still I was are. Just saying. And what do you mean you party. were? You still are. And yeah, you love to party. That's great. Is like I grew up partying and I was able to make a career out of it. Yeah, and you got paid to party now. Get out of town. <laughs> yeah, I did get out of town. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, literally. <laughs> got the party going that's awesome so yeah but um it, it was before southern pines brewing and all that like they all all those breweries popped up after yeah. i left gotcha so it, that's cool that's good for the scene of you know all my friends that still live there i'm like yeah. i'm glad you guys have something now you to have do something now. to do yeah <laughs> doesn't help the 13 and 14 year olds but, yeah you know i know that's why i'm like i'll never take my son back there to really i was yeah. like do you any plans to visit? Do, you, do you visit at all you're just like eh, nope no no, I mean, my best friend still lives there. Mm-hmm. I go see her, and um, her son is actually my son's best friend. So oh, nice. it is the perfect setup, yeah, you know? Yeah, like, absolutely. We've been best friends since we were teenagers. Their Our best sons friends. love each other. Yeah. It's perfect. That is the only reason I go back. My dad moved away, and my mom lives on the outskirts now, like, gotcha. towards Sanford. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I really don't go back that much. I mean, it's still beautiful, but I wouldn't want to raise my kid there. Interesting, because, I mean, I've, I've driven through there a couple different times yeah. through that, and like you said... I, I feel bad for even saying this. No, like, no, no. But, but sorry, it's, No, fine. but it's one of those things, I think, as somebody kind of on the outside who didn't grow up, like, like, like yeah. I grew up in Connecticut. The town yeah. I grew up in Connecticut, there was... I mean, I say the same thing about Connecticut all the time. It's like, there's nothing to do in that state. If you want to go to the ocean, you leave and go to Rhode Island. Mm. You know, because Connecticut's coastline, it's it's literally like a saltwater pond. I mean, you have no waves because all the waves crash and break on Long oh, Island. Yeah. So you have Long Island Sound as our coastline, right? So if you wanted sports, you had to leave the yep. state. If you wanted an amusement park, you had to leave the state. Everybody always went down to Six Flags in New Jersey. Okay. You know, it's one of those things that's like, you know, Connecticut really didn't have a lot to do, you know? So kind of growing up there, it was like, it's one of those weird places where it's like, Everybody either grows up being like, I'm getting the hell out of here as fast as I can, Mm -hmm. or we're just staying for life, and, you know, we're going to have 17 different generations all going to the same school, and teachers being like, I taught your mom when I was, you know, your age, and it's like, oh my god, there was nothing worse than hearing that. That's definitely how it is down there. Okay. Um, yeah, because you, you drive through it, you stay. and it's like this place is gorgeous. Beautiful. Wow. People must be so lucky to live here. Yeah. But that's just kind of not the case as and somebody who kind of grew up there, being like, man, I was bored to tears. 
Exactly. As an adult, it is probably great. Oh, I'm sure. As a golf enthusiast, you're probably like, this is heaven. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to live here? You get like I've never people golfed, so go I don't through know. there all the time. Like Jim from The Office goes and plays there or whatever. What? Get, yeah. Jim Halpert? I've never seen him, Yeah, when he's not selling paper, yeah. he's down there, huh? We're eating at Natty Greens, apparently. Dang. Yeah, he was, I guess, there too. Anyway, I don't know how I know this stuff. No, that's, that's freaking amazing. That's awesome. I'm like, okay, go to Southern Pines more often. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, as a, as a kid, yes, we were very bored. We got in trouble all the time. Tons of house parties. Tons and tons and tons of house parties. Um, that was that was it. That was it. That was that's it. That's all I, you had to look forward to. Yeah. We Hanging at the movie theaters without benches and house parties. How they took our benches? Yeah, like the Harris Teeters got those, you know, those little sound things yeah. that you can get that, like, chase away teenagers? Oh that's literally God. what they're for. They're, <laughs> that town does not want teenagers anywhere. They're like, go no, home. No, no, they're, they're, they're catered towards the yeah. retired golf person. Yes. Yep. Jeez. So, I mean, we were close to Fayetteville, but, like, mm, you know, so you would go to the mall and yeah. like something you could do. That was the one Lake. thing. Well, that was the crazy thing, though, because, like, you know, being here in the triad, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, Fayetteville, man, that's a couple hours away. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I went down to Southern Pines, you know, Jamie invited me to their five-year anniversary, you know, when we can still have people, and invited yeah. me for, like, a uh, like a, like a forum-type summit thing where you can, he invited a bunch of bottle shops and a lot of their larger accounts, and then me for some reason. Um, to basically have a big Q&A and, hey, this is what we're seeing in the industry, this is what we want to see, this is what our customers want to see. So I guess from the social media side, that's why you wanted me there, but bring me back. It was so much fun. Um, I'm not a professional. I don't claim to be one. Uh, I'm just here to have fun and have people get to know other people and, you know, spread spread the joy of North Carolina beers, whether it be through distribution, because that's one of the things that I really didn't know a lot about. Yeah. It's because there are, you know, usually you think, okay, hey, you think of, the big, you think of Caffey, you think of Behringer, you think of, you know, a couple other, you know, bigger brewer, uh, bigger distributors, but there's so many other, you know, distribution, right? I mean, this state is great because it allows for self-distribution, mm-hmm. um, where South Carolina doesn't, per se. I know, and a lot of people have heard, like, oh, well, you have this barrel cap where you can't self-distribute past this, and... It's like, do you know how much beer that is to self-distribute yourself anyways? That is a ton of beer. And then we have, yeah, states like South Carolina where you can't even distribute... Five barrels. Yeah, you can't even distribute a quarter barrel. Yeah, Sorry. so I mean, yeah, it's weird. It's e- weird. Every state has weird ABC laws, and you know, it, it is what it is. And I'm glad, you know, a lot of the ones a couple years ago, you know, they redid the ABC laws and changed like 60 or 70 different laws. It was nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I appreciate you being out here. This has been a ton of fun. I always like to end all my podcasts with this one question. You've listened to our pod. Oh, yeah, You've I've- listened to two of our podcasts. I have. So- you are twice the person everybody else is, so I'm sure you already know this question. But I gotta ask it. Yeah. Because it's a great question. Yeah, my son is gonna judge me super hard based is on he? my answer. Is he even gonna sure. listen to this podcast? No. Because you're not gonna play it, you're not gonna play it, but you already <laughs> no. know in One the back day, of your mind. When he's yeah. an adult. He'll when he's listen, an adult, be like, be like, hey, huh? let me dust off this old iPod here. Yeah. Listen. IPod, your iPod. mom <laughs> Exactly. Your mom was on a podcast, I swear to God. I was cool once. That's what I'm going to show my kids, too, because my kids are like, wait, what are you doing? But anyway, it's a very important question that we ask kids all the time. Yeah. And we never ask adults. I think that, you know, that helps play into why this world is so broken Mm. is because nobody asks this question to adults anymore. But what's your favorite dinosaur? (sighs) 
I know you thought long and hard I about really this. You really did. I shouldn't have even listened to a podcast before because I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to ask he's me He's going to ask me this question. And my answer has always been a triceratops. That's a great one. It always has. And it's because of Land Before Time. Yes. Sarah the Triceratops. I am her. She is me. Is if amazing. you know me, you know that I am sassy yes. and I am passionate. Yes. I'll take no crap. That's true. I am Sarah the Triceratops. I love it. I freaking love it. No, so why would your son judge you with that? Because he's going to want me to say Velociraptor. No. Yeah. Get out of here. He can be a Velociraptor. Yeah. When he gets into the industry, when he's old enough, I'll interview him and if I'm still even here. Yeah. And he can tell me Velociraptor. But it's so crazy because, like, I went back because I'm a dork like that. I've listened to a lot of my old old podcasts and episodes and stuff like that just to, you know, self-critique and figure out how I can get better and stuff like that. So many people in a row have chosen Pterodactyl. So oh, really? You, yes. And I you heard broke Jamie the say that. Yes. Um, and then I think, like, Ben and Janae chose Pterodactyl. Really? Yeah. I mean, flying. And that's that the thing. It's, it's mainly, cool. it came down to the flying. There's like, the flying. you know, if meteors are coming down from the sky, I don't want to be on the ground. I want to well, be obviously up. the Pterodactyl like, didn't that make makes it either. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> None of them made it because they had to land at some yeah, point. So, uh, so you might as well have been in Triceratops. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. Well, Christian, thank you so much. I certainly appreciate you being out here. This has been a lot of fun for me. Hopefully it was for you. It was a good break out of the norm. Okay, I good. really appreciated it. So you really didn't have in. fun. It was just a good break from the norm. No! Oh I'm my just God, teasing you. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> <laughs> Do that. I'm just giving you a hard time. So thank you so much. This was fantastic. I had a ton of fun. Like I said, you said you did, so I'm taking you for it. You really didn't, but I'm going to say you did. I did. I did. Yeah, I did. Wink, wink. I, I did. Uh, it was so much, so much fun. Uh, no, it was a blast. Yeah. Really You're not going to get fired. That we know of, hopefully. Hey, so. Yeah, yeah. She's like, maybe. <laughs> I think I did great. So thank you so much. Uh, where where can people find you if they want to find you on social media or the company you work for or any accounts that may be listening, being like, well, hey, maybe I've never heard of Kathy. Where can where can they find stuff more about you and the place you work and to kind of help out? Okay, yeah. So um, Kathy does have a website. They also have an Instagram presence and they have uh, Facebook. I have a Facebook, Christian Marion. I'm not on it very much. I'm on Instagram a lot more. My account is private, but you can always request to follow me. You know, I'm and open if you're to not new creepy, friends. Yeah, and if you're not yeah, creepy. Don't be weird. Yeah. I'll block you. But What's like, your Instagram handle? It's barleybones underscore. So, yep, came up with that one when I was drunk. I love it. It stuck. It stuck. <laughs> it stuck. So, I mean, yeah, reach out anytime. I'm always down to get a beer with new people. Yep. And new accounts as well, too. New like accounts. That. Yeah. yeah. I, um, yeah. Awesome. I'm around. Awesome. Thank you so cool. much. We Thank appreciate you. it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, here's to success in 2021 for you. Oh, man. I would cheers. But yeah, we're, we're all we're, out of beer. We're empty. We're going to have to get some more <laughs> caffeine distributed beer here. Yes, absolutely, Tyler. <laughs> Tyler. I'm being good. <laughs> yeah. Step it up, Tyler. Oh, no. <laughs> See you guys. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. Check us out on Instagram at nc underscore beer underscore pride or on Facebook at nc beer pride. If you're liking what we do, you can check us out on Patreon if you'd like to buy me a beer, patreon.com slash nc beer pride. If you're listening on to iTunes, you'd be kind enough as to rate the episode that really helps us out a bunch as well too. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll check you guys out in the next one. Cheers y'all.